How's it going? This is the Green Machine pre-match warm-up. Um, as you may be aware, this will be Ireland's first game um, under Stephen Kenny played in front of a crowd. So very exciting times tonight indeed. And of course, my two pundits, I suppose, really, my two guests on the podcast. Uh, you will be heading tonight, gentlemen. You will be going to Lansdowne Road to cheer on our boys in green whilst I... I'm stuck here in London. I would be lying if I didn't say I was a tad bit jealous, especially you, Martin. You've been, you know, you were in Faro and now you're over in Dublin as well, you lucky, you lucky fecker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, looking forward to it this evening. Um, Travelled over this morning, so obviously on match day. Um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I think it will be um, great to have the Irish fans back. I think Kenny's alluded to that in his press conferences. I know the FAI are doing a lot, a big push to try and sell the final tickets for it because it's not sold out, sadly, which I'm actually quite disappointed about. Um, you know, I hope that, it, you know, Irish fans haven't given up already. I know we don't look likely to qualify, but I'm hoping the Irish public will get behind Stephen Kenny and the team, especially after the performance the other night. Um, and yeah, really look forward to it. I, I, I think it's going to be a totally different game to, to what we saw the other night in Pharaoh. How we maybe not how we set up, but I think we the onus is on us to to be the attacking um, force here. And you know, I think I expect us to have a lot more of the ball. And it'll be interesting to see you know the fans' reaction to seeing Stephen Kenny's side live. I think that's going to be quite interesting as well, and how they respond to it. Um, and it's not going to be an easy game by any means. No, uh, not at all, actually. The, what, what was it you called them, Nick, before the game? The yeah, master of the nil-nil? Yeah, the king of the nil-nils. Because, I mean, even looking through the results there, like they've only won two games in the last two years, which is probably more than us. But but they did go through a spell, kind of the the, the autumn of last year, where they drew nil-all four times in a row. And, and they actually hadn't scored for, for a long time. So they're actually in a similar run to us. <laughs> you know, and they... They, um, I mean, they played Luxembourg a couple of times. They played them in the in the Nations League. They lost two one. They lost them again, only a couple of days ago, didn't they? So it's two one in that in that game as well. So they, they, but the only worrying thing is there. There's no kind of mad consistency with their results. Or sorry, well, like, well, there probably is a consistency with their results because mm. no matter who they play, if it's a big team or a bad team, they're low scoring matches. They don't score many, but they don't concede many either. And I mean, all the all the games are looking through here. I mean, two ones, one nils. The, the biggest margin um, in a game for Azerbaijan in the last few years has been a two nil loss to Montenegro. But they don't concede many. They look very, very solid. The manager, G, uh, Giano Di Biassi, he's, he's the guy who got Albania to the Euros in 2016. And of course, they were considered a very, a very solid team. So it'll it'll be a defensive side. And as Martin said, it'll have to be a very different approach to the other night. Yeah, I mean, let's just go through some of the notes here that um, my our good friend uh, Kenny, who's a, a brand new daddy, um, took some fantastic notes from the um, from the pre-match press conference yesterday. Um, Stephen Kenny was mentioning that you know, basically they play a five-three-two system. They're difficult to break down. Um, and he feels that we're going to need good attacking play in wide areas and cohesive creative play to break them down as well. He didn't want to get too bogged down on the system we were going to play. Um, 
But that's a bit of a worry for us, really, lads, isn't it? Because obviously we played really well against Portugal. Like we were, we were excellent. We deserved something, you know, possibly a victory from that game. Yeah. However, up front, we as good as we were and as many chances we created, you know, our goal still did come from a corner. You know, it came from a Jamie McGrath delivery from the corner after a miss from um, Aaron Conley. And just basically, the manager also said about, you know, Aaron Conley yesterday, um, you know, about him going down too easy and stuff like that. Um, basically, referees don't seem to want to give him anything. Um Although Kenny did mention in that game that he it was a mystery he hasn't got a penalty against Serbia or Portugal. Um, he feels that his low centre of gravity will invite more fouls and will not be asking him to change his approach. He also feels that he's 70%, he's reached, currently has reached about 70% of his potential at the moment. Um, and he was very good against Portugal. He's punching holes in their defence and he was an outlet all night, but he needs more regular football to get to the next level. I mean, that's a fair point there. He was an outlet and he was making runs. And as I, I mentioned in the comment, he does get into these really, really good uh, positions. However, frustratingly, lads, and I'll put this out there, an open question. Frustratingly, though, he just can't seem to hit the target. His finishing seems to be really, really poor. Um, do you reckon he's going to go with him tonight or would he bring back Callum Robinson? I think on form. And, and Martin, you were at the game. I mean... Mm. Pepe and Diaz, I mean, one of the best centre-halves ever, one of the best, probably the best centre-half in the world at the moment. So that pair and, and Conley's managing to get in between them. But I mean, as you said there, David, I mean, Kenny reckons he's 70% potential filled. I, I, think, I think it's a little bit less than that because simple little things, I mean, getting into positions is a, is a skill on its own, isn't it? And, um, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, Martin, you probably saw some of his movement at the game. I mean, there's probably a lot of stuff that we didn't see on screen. But I mean, Callum Robinson's in form. I think if Callum Robinson makes some of those runs, we put at least one of those chances away because he's a good finisher. And I think I think Robinson has, has always had a bit of a thankless task with Ireland, hasn't he? He's kind of had to hog the touchline when he prefers to be playing a little bit more in field. I, I think he might go for Connolly simply because he was getting into those positions. And we do need someone to get into those positions against a solid team like this. But... Then who do you sacrifice? Do you get rid of Ida? If it was me, I would be going like, a, if he's going to go with a three at the back, I'd go for a 3-4-3 three, three and have Robinson and Connolly wide of Ida. And then you have two little outlets. You have Ida in the middle. He can bring the two lads into play. If Kenny said he wants, it, he wants to attack them in the wide positions, then if you have a wing back, if you have two wing backs and two wingers playing against this, this Azerbaijan 5-3-2, um, one wing back, then we can really, really hurt them. And then, as I said, if if Ida is playing more centrally and able to bring Connolly and Robinson into the game, then we've two really good attacking outlets. What What did you think, Martin, of his movement? Kind of maybe the stuff that we didn't see, like the... yeah, I I thought it was he was yeah his movement is is actually not too bad. And and he, what frustrated me though with Connolly is everything he does in the game after you know like he, he's I really agree with you on his finishing. He he was really erratic and poor with that to be honest um you know the, the one just before the corner he he has to score that you know he has to put that away yeah. um and um he just does everything but, in million miles uh, an hour doesn't he yeah he does yeah he just rushes everything like the ball doesn't even i know like he's got amazing pace but he's he's like he's quite erratic with it and and he just rushes 
dribbling, he's, he's, he's moving and, he's, and he doesn't have the ball kind of fully under control when he's doing his movements and stuff. He, he just seems to do everything at a million miles an hour and he doesn't seem to have the ball under control all the time. I mean, his, he had a few chances if you look back at the game because he, he, he should have scored the one where we actually scored from the resulting corner. Um, and he, and he, slashes at, he, he slashed at two or three shots in the game. Um, I can see how he pisses the referees off as well because he's he, he kind of looks moany and his body language gives that. And I, I thought the first two, two or three times he ran at them, he really, you know, he, he dived basically on two occasions, I thought. Um, I know he was unlucky and he should have probably had the penalty, but he's very frustrating to watch overall. And I think, yeah, I agree with you there, I think Callum Robinson, he's, he's a bit, I think he is a bit more clinical than him. Um, and yeah, he's just, a, he's a bit of an odd one, Connolly. I think he really needs an island goal and maybe you then would see a better performance of him in the future because um, that that's, that's maybe going to give him more confidence. Um, and I, I don't know what way they're going to set up though. I mean, it's an interesting one. Bring, I mean, we're, we're really fortunate to have Robinson available off the bench, um, in, you know, in, in the, for this game, possibly, or, you know, back in the squad, it's great to have him back. But um, I just think, especially how these kind of are expected to set up, I think um, it's going to be quite cagey and we, we're going to have to really try and unlock them. And I don't know if the answer will be, you know, I know Kelly's saying he wants to be playing wide and things like that. I don't know, are we going to get round the back of them with that? Um, I'm, I'm, so I'm, I'm, I'll be intrigued to see how he sets up. You know, he has to have a kind of clever player dropping off and that maybe in my head, I've kind of, I can see this being a totally different game and setting up. I wouldn't be surprised him setting up a little bit different, even having Troy Parrott back in there um, and thinking of him maybe dropping off either up front. I'm not sure. I, I, I'll be intrigued to see what he does because, yeah, I, I just think there's a lot of options, thankfully. I, I think there's a, I mean, I, I think it goes without saying that it's very important we get an early goal tonight, isn't it? I mean, well, I, I what I worry about tonight, lads, what I really, really worry about tonight is obviously we were excellent against Serbia in parts. Although we're much better against Portugal, in fact. Um, and then, of course, the next game against Luxembourg, because we don't, because, you know, Kenny mentioned it as well, didn't he, a few days ago, that, you know, because of the players' workload, he's very worried about that because they're not playing regular football, especially in midfield. Let's be honest, midfield is where the play starts, really, isn't it? Although he is going to continue playing out from back, but it's really the midfield, isn't it, where it breaks down the, the opposition and, and gets to play uh, going forward. And I'm very, very concerned that we're going to have a repeat of Luxembourg. I remember watching a Luxembourg match, and after 10 minutes, I think I texted into the group and said, I'm really worried here. Because you can tell, can't you? We're going to tell yeah, the yeah. second we start this game, we're going to see, are these lads knackered? Although we do have, you know, obviously Cullen playing regular football. Hendrik doesn't. Malumbi doesn't. Hirohan doesn't. Um, so I am a bit concerned there that uh, this might be a bit much for these guys. And I know it's only Azerbaijan, but at the end of the day, when you have 11 men, uh, 10 men sitting behind the ball, like, that's going to be very difficult to break down. And, you know, you get a bit desperate then and you get hit with a sucker punch like we did against Luxembourg. So, so I'm a bit concerned there. Um, I, I don't, I really don't want to, I reckon he should be okay with Cullen because obviously Cullen is playing regularly in Belgium. But I don't want to see Harry Arter on that starting eleven. But do you reckon he's going to change it around the midfield? Can he change it around the midfield? Does he have any options? Obviously, Kenny is very, very aware um, from the the whole um, 
tactical and sports science part of it. Like he he is very aware of minutes played and grounds covered. You know, it's not like so you know like an old sheepskin co manager like you know ah you're young enough you know you can play ten games in a day. You know, do you reckon he's going to change it around? Does he need to change it around? And if he does, who comes in? He's going to be conscious about the the game against Serbia, isn't he? I mean, like if it was me, and if he is going to freshen things up, I'd be looking at Connor Harrahan for for Jeff Hendrick just for the balance. And I mean, we need someone with set piece deliveries, don't we? I mean, look, yeah. I know I know Jamie McGrath got got the assist, but I'd actually have I'd have midfield three of of Colin McGrath and Harrahan, and, and McGrath was excellent against Portugal. He was, wasn't he? I, I think this is the kind of game for McGrath, you know, just to just unpu- uh, unpick the locks per se and, and pick out those little passes, or or I or I might even go for like if if, if I was in maybe midfield two of of um, you know Harrahan and Colin, and then maybe play. McGrath a little bit further up or whatever. I I don't know. I think um, I hate to say this, but I actually think James McLean is gonna is gonna come in, and then maybe um, Matt Doherty might go onto the right, and Seamus Coleman might go onto to right centre half. I don't know. Oma Bamadele might start. It's very hard to know because I mean, as I said, he's gonna have one eye on the on the Serbia match. He won't say he will, but he but he will have one eye on the Serbia match. I mean, Bazuni is gonna stay. I mean, keepers can can play every day if they. Mm. If they really wanted to, so it's it's difficult to know. And and the other thing as well, like I mean, Alan Brown is available, and and Callum Robinson are available, but you know maybe not Brown because I think he was just a close contact. But Callum Robinson had COVID, didn't he? So he might be reluctant to to even you know give him more than a half in this game. So it's all these little bits and pieces that have to come into consideration. I thought Connolly was bollocks by the end of the by the end of the Portugal match. So it could be a thing where maybe it's a straight swap for for Robinson and Connolly. Uh, you never know. Someone like James Collins could end up coming in. It's 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 a possibility. Uh, what I think should happen, the, the big change I think should happen is the shape. I think we should be going for four at the back, and um, just just to give us a little bit more up top, because I think we were found wanting a little bit in the final third. There there is just that bit of a disconnect where if you have a, like if you go for like a four three three, and kind of have two more attack minded players. So if you go for for a flat four. Maybe have Doherty left back. Maybe have Coleman right back. Have the have the two lads playing similarly to, to to where they were in Portugal, and then Egan and and Duffy. But then having your midfield three of, as I said, Colin Harren and uh, McGrath, having them progressing the ball, and then having Ida playing up top on his own, and having Connolly and Robinson running off. And because yes, they will have to yes, they will have to defend today. But if if Azerbaijan are playing with two wing backs and no wingers then we might be able to afford having more attack-minded wingers who don't have to track back as much, if that makes sense. Mm. And then having those two the, those two lads playing off Cullen, maybe Harrahan and, and McGrath kind of hitting those wide positions if, if Azerbaijan do break wide. That, that's just what I do. Be more a, Not a systematic change, but a formational change. Personnel-wise, it's difficult to know. As I said, there might be... There might be... Maybe Hendrick might come out. I don't think he was sharp the other night. He did fine, but he, he wasn't sharp. But Connolly wasn't, wasn't that sharp either. So... It's hard to know, though. It is hard to know. Yeah, I mean, sorry, Martin. Sorry, I mean, I, I, yeah, go on, go on. Sorry, I was just gonna say, Martin. Like, if just talk about formation and stuff like that. I mean, obviously, Stephen Kenny's in-game management still leaves a little bit to be desired. You know, if if we're still struggling in the sixty-seventh minute and nil nil, we struggle to break them down. You know, is should he be looking to sort of write the hell the sports science? Let's go four four two or. You know, let, let, let's just pump balls into the box and then send on big James Collins. Do you think, do you think that's something he's going to do? Do you think he'd, he'd, he'd lower himself 
if he I don't will, think, to those standards? I don't think he will. I think he's going to be kind of true and brave. And I thought he was brave the other night, even you know, starting with McGrath. I think that was a call that no one really predicted. Um, I think, and even, and even, you know, I know you're saying in game management and stuff, but he was brave even bringing, you know, Omar Bamadeli on. Um, you know, you know, he he could have maybe shifted things around and tried to manage it with some of the senior players, um, but he but he went with him and he and he got his reward again. And you know, we've discovered someone now who's like a few of us have been saying how we kind of rate him and stuff. But you know, he I feel actually I feel kind of real real harsh on him if he doesn't kind of keep his place now because with O'Shea being out. But then that is going to be determined by what formation he goes with. I think we can afford to maybe play four at the back. Uh, I think on the load bear, and I know we spoke about it in our preview of the kind of free game campaign. Um, I think it is important now, sports science and things. Um, we, Doherty was basically ill throughout the game and he, he refused to come off. And the sad thing is when you look back at their late goal as well, Doherty's a bit sluggish in it as well. You know, I think he, they, they were tired. I think even Seamus Coleman, I thought, was brilliant in the other night in, in Portugal in the kind of transition. He was like one of our most driving forward players for a lot of our attacks. Um, but that took its toll on him, ultimately, because, again, he, he, it is harsh to say it, but he switched off for Ronaldo. Ronaldo sneaked in behind him at the last goal. I know it was well over time when it was scored, but... These are things that are important factors when you look at the, our players don't play regularly. And even you think of Seamus Coleman at Everton, he doesn't play, you know, he, he is known to have games and stuff. You, you see him out and he's, he has had his injury problems now at his age. Um, I could see James McLean coming in. I think there will be one eye on the Serbia game, of course. But sadly, I think for Kenny and kind of in relation to the FAI and his tenure anyway, I think... He needs to really get a result tonight. This is the most important game more than Serbia. And we, we, we would have took six points out of the, the, the available nine at the start of the, uh, the free game thing window. Um, so that's what we have to achieve here now. Now, how he gets that, I don't really care. I, I think he will be true to himself how he gets it, if he can. Um, I think he'll... Uh, but I will. I do expect to see changes. And so the fact that Alan Brown, like, you know, he does seem to like him as well. Maybe he's not going to play tonight. I don't know. Um, but he does like him. He does like Callum Robinson. If you look at some of his, how he sat up in the past and, you know, had the free, free up top, I could see that happening with Ida. Uh, and again, I think on Ida, it would be very harsh to drop him after his performance the other night. Really great hold-up play. Um, but can he get them in? I mean, I think we were all a bit surprised that he didn't start Troy Parrott and it hasn't seemed to be many fans really calling for him to be playing but he is you know he is definitely one for the future Troy and you know he could easily come in as well I just think with Kenny you can't predict anything at the moment um, and one other point I would say is Jeff Hendricks I thought he did really well the other night oh, and what, the only thing about him and, and it's, it's good and it's from the FAI footage of the goal and he, he, um, you know when Egan scores and it's their footage from behind the goal and all mm-hmm. celebrating have you seen that when he's there going, stay, 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 like to kind of waste time celebrating? That's what an experienced player, you know, you're saying, oh, experienced players, what do they bring? It's that kind of thing, though, in game management. You know, I think we didn't, even in Portugal the other night, we didn't do enough of that. You know, I know Darcy went down genuinely and all the fans thought he was wasting time, but he was ill. But there was just times when you have to put your, put your foot on the ball or you have to 
just Jeff Hendrick did a lot of that the other night, though. I thought he did it well. There was a time when they were breaking, and he just cleared up, but he just put it into, right, not quite Rosette, but he just put it out for a throw. Um, and, he, and he just get, get everyone back into, into shape and stuff. Is that, is that kind of little game kind of now, I think, that he does bring with it? But I still wouldn't have him in the team, ultimately. It's, it's not enough. That. <laughs> no, it's not enough. Yeah, yeah. But, it, but it's interesting. I mean, that, yeah. that's where, again, you know, I used to say about Glenn Whelan that we should have had him around the score a lot more with with people uh, with with the younger players and and bringing that to them that, that this is what you do in that situation. Why, um, why, why do you think that is though? I mean, why, why do you don't? That, that's an interesting point there. Like you know, where just, I I would I would love to have somebody in the David Beckham role, you know, in terms of like the cheerleader. But you know, somebody who just says, "Look, you're not a coach, you're an ambassador." Let's say just just hang around with the players. Just, just talk to them. Just, you know, like you're not a coach. You're not going to give them. Just give them on the field advice, stuff like that. You say, listen, you know, when the goal goes in, you know, this is what I used to do. We used to do this, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's that. Yeah. I don't understand what he don't. What, what no one's ever kind of saw that. Like where I, I, think, I think we've like, I mean, Paul McShane would have done that years ago. You know, he was kind of well, apparent, that, apparently. You know, that's what Paul McShane's doing at Man United now, though. Yeah, that is yeah. What he's doing with them younger players. He's he, and that's what United are actually looking to do that a bit more, bring back some of these older players who know the club inside out to kind of really work with the under twenty three kind of lot. I could see but, him just saying to the young players, "Whatever you do, lads, if the ball goes in the box, just fucking clear it. Don't yeah, yeah. do it in yeah. Paris for God's sake." But I mean, Robbie Keane would have would have served that role before. I mean, look, he's 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 getting paid by the FBI, isn't he? Maybe he could. Uh... Yeah, he's, yeah, but no, you've got to remember, Robbie Keane's doing soccer aid coaching. He's with Paddy McGuinness and Lee Mack yeah. at the moment coaching them. I've seen stuff viral today on, um, you know, on Twitter and stuff, and it's him coaching Lee Mack how to kick a football. I mean, that guy's on the payroll. I know this is another story again, but like, what what is going on with that? That's just absolutely uh, ridiculous. That's yeah, it's I mean, wrong. It's wrong. Right. time and place. <laughs> yeah, I know it's ridiculous. So many levels. So, um. Right, well, just just to wrap it up there, lads. Um, so predictions for tonight. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go one nil Ireland. I don't think we're we're not gonna blast these guys out of it. Nick, I'm, I'm gonna go three nil. I think they're due a hammering. I think we're we're gonna be galvanized by the crowd, and I'm very excited to get to the game today. Very very excited to get to the game today. I've, I've even just sorry you now to go off on a tangent, but you know I was there for the 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 couple of O's matches that were there in in the conference league. And I remember just thinking, I can't wait to, to get to an Ireland match here. You know, it's not my favourite stadium, but I think the atmosphere it can generate is fantastic. And I, I, I think we're going to be galvanised by the crowd. I think Azerbaijan are due a hammering, even though they're solid. I think we have a bit of momentum behind us. I'm going to go 3-0. 3-0, Martin? What's oh, I'm going to put the difference between you. I'm going to go 2-0. I think we'll get, we'll get a go. We might even get a penalty or something like that. We're, we're due one, I think. And um, I think we'll get another one. As well, I think I'd like to see one of our strikers uh, get a goal because I think it will bring them on an awful lot, you know. Because that, that was the thing, if you remember, not so long ago, we were we had strikers and none of them had scored basically. So, you know, I think it would be great for Connie to get a goal. Um, I think it would really bring him on an awful lot, but um, or even Troy Parrott scoring at the Aviva would be brilliant, but yeah, I think it will be tight. And, and I just hope the crowd are gonna be impatient. And, this is a big test for Kenny as well. If they, we get to like 60, 70 minutes and we've not been great and we've not carved a lot of opportunities and we, will the fans start getting a bit edgy like we did, like Luxembourg kind of situation when obviously there wasn't fans there, but I think the team got edgy. 
Um, and we're going to need some of our experienced players. I know I keep using the phrase there, but mm-hmm. you need them to step up, though, and, and really manage the game. And that's where, like, even the likes of Alan Brown, Horahan coming in, uh, perhaps, just how they manage the game. I mean, um, I forgot this. <laughs> the other night, actually, I've got a photo of you because I know he's one of your favourite players. I got it for Porch uh, from the from my vantage point. But it was at the end of the game, you know, when the final whistle went 2-1 and Harry Arter was over with the fourth official. Um, and having a chat, like basically Kenny kind of tried to kind of bring him away from him, but um, that was his input the other night. I thought I'd let you know that. And I've got a photo for you, so I will send over to the group. Please, please do. I can see, I can see that there. Do you know who I am? Do you know who yeah. I am? David, can I, can, can I just say as well, like there's, there's tickets for the game left, and, and if anyone's listening to this preview and you have a bit of time to spare. Uh, to to either get a ticket or get into the ground, like like do because as I said, like these lads, they don't concede many goals. Azerbaijan, like it's all one nil losses, nil all draws, whatever, and and it could be it could be a game that requires a lot of patience. But but I really feel a a, a decent victory coming today. So so get into the game. There's there's tickets left. I mean, look, if people are concerned about safety or whatever, that's that's a different story. That's up to themselves. But if you have the opportunity to get in, just just please do. It's our first international game in, in, in at Lansdowne Road for nearly two years. So if you have yeah. a chance, make a day of it. Get into town, have a few points, do whatever you want, get a bit of food, make a day of it because it, it it could be a really really good occasion for us. I I feel as I said as I said it, it could it could be a nil all. It could be a one nil to us or them. Hopefully not. But but make a day of it. Get in. There's plenty of tickets left. So yeah, so go great. on and support the lads. That's a great shout. I'd echo that completely. Look, we're in a fortunate position, I think, here now that we're able to go back to games. Go and see like the likes of Gavin Bazunu. Everyone's raving about him. If he was English, it would be non-stop about him. And what a lovely, grounded fella. I've ever you know, seen the media press conferences, just the way he speaks about you know his career and stuff. Doesn't see himself as number one, just he's doing his job, working hard. You know, just a great example to young people, I think. Um, we've got a great young team here. And I think that this, this is there's so much potential. And even if you're not Kenny and you don't think, you know, you, you're not a fan of Kenny and you think, oh, like he should go or whatever. Let's be honest. These are the players who are going to be with us around for us now in the next few campaigns. So we need to show them what Irish fans are all about and get behind because this is they, we will be a difference in the stadium tonight. And again, on Tuesday as well. And the tickets available for that as well. Um, well yeah, I, I'll just come in on that. I look. I'm not going because I, I can't go. It's come too soon for me financially, workload, the whole lot. I will try to get over. But listen, you're listening to this and you're going, I'm not going to go see that, see that shite, whatever. What, what kind of Arna fan are you then, quite frankly? You know, well, they're not. I'm a selective Ireland fan. Selective Ireland fan. If you're not going to support the lads through the tough times, regardless whether you like the manager or not, if you're not going to support the manager, uh, the manager or the, well, the players, if you're not going to support the players and the team, during the tough times, then don't fucking bother when you qualify for something. Don't fucking bother when you're going on on these tours. You know, like if if you, if we get to France in 2024, and it's like fucking oh yeah, I want to get this on Instagram and all. No, fuck off. Like this is this is when you should be supporting a team. You know, it's the first game home. Get there, give them a bit of support. The results haven't been great, but let's be honest, there's been a shitload of bad luck. We've Kenny's lost 15 players. Or he's lost um, 15 times he's lost a player due to COVID-related issues. Stuff's gone down. If he probably wasn't your number one choice, you probably want a Premier League manager. That doesn't matter. This is your country. This is Ireland. Just get out there and fucking support them. Or if not, fuck off. That's the way I think. <laughs> Honestly, like, there's, what, is the, what is the point? 
yeah, yeah. What is yeah. the point? What so you can go on your little beer trips and all that, you know, and go on Instagram? No, no. Do yeah. If you go there, you support the team. Do whatever, you know. Fair enough. But if if you're just going there for the for the booze, you're going there for the social media opportunities, whatever. Just for that, and you know, you're not actually going to support the team. You're not going to give the listen. If I can sit through the fucking Steve Staunton era and go to every single one of those home <laughs> games and most of the Trapatoni era, then you can go and watch a vibrant young Ireland team that's actually trying to play a bit of football. And yes, the as Martin said, these are great young players. These are fantastic young players. Bazunu is going to be a world-class goalkeeper as long as everything keeps going, as long as he avoids any uh, misfortunes, shall yeah. we say. And Bomadelli, fantastic. Darrow Shea, fantastic. You got Josh Cullen there. He, he's a wonderful player. You got Jamie McGrath coming into his own. You're going to have Jason Knight. You're going to have these really... Lumbie's you know, going to be... You know what? When, when, when these guys are actually successful, uh, because like the, this team, the, the amount of senior international football that they're getting exposed to, they're going to be a really consistent outfit in a few years. And, and they, yeah, might, yeah. They, they mightn't be playing for top, top clubs, but they're going to be seasoned pros at international level. Because we keep saying how international football is so different to domestic, and you can raise your game so much, regardless of what team you're playing for. And lads, at least a lot of the fans going today, a lot of the fans who, who they mightn't be going today, but they've stuck with the side. They can say, well, I, stu- I stuck with these lads in the early yeah. days. I was able to suffer through that. And for that reason, when things get a bit better, they're going to say, well, it feels so much better now. Where the other fuckers who are just going to, you know, launch in when it when it suits them, it's actually not going to feel as good for them or, or rewarding for them. So, yeah, fuck them. Yeah. Listen, stick with yeah. the team. Give them hope. You know, as I said, we, we have to kick on now from Portugal. We kick on for Portugal. And we get a win here, and we get a result against Serbia. For me, that's you know, that's that's the that's the potential, that that's the movement, um, that's the momentum, I should say, uh, for the Ireland team going. Anyway, um, as we'll leave it there. Thank you very much as always. Please join us tonight. Join me tonight, rather, because these two aren't going to be on because they'll be making their way home from Dublin Four. Um, Dublin home. Dublin, yeah. Um, join us tonight. For the post-match reaction, we want to hear your comments, uh, what you think, your opinions, the whole lot, and we'll read all that out tonight. So we're going to be live tonight. So please, please, please go to the match, enjoy the game, and on your journey home, listen to me uh, coming home on the dart or just walking into town, and uh, we'll get your comments out there. But anyway, uh, lads, enjoy the game tonight, and uh, come on, you boys in green. Okay.